0: I had a different instructor this past week because my Whoa. regular instructor was not on the schedule.
1: A substitute. So, right. Yes. Yeah,
0: so we're flying. And he's like, um, are you using the rudders? I said, What rudders?
2: Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: So it comes comes to light that my previous instructor has forgotten to mention half of the flight controls to <laughs> me. But one intended unintended consequence of this is that if the rudders ever go out, I'll be just fine. Probably there won't even go. notice.
1: <laughs> Elise, good to go right. in the event of <laughs> rudder failure. Right, because yes. I've learned to steer I well without them. Maybe that so. was your initial instructor's yeah. goal. Like, I just want you to be prepared. Somehow,
2: I that don't could think be so, the but... title
3: of your memoir. <laughs> right. Elise McCarter, a rudderless life. A rudderless life. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. All
3: right, well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazarov. With me, as always. Pastor David Bowser. How
1: are we do, Patrick?
0: And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty
1: successful.
3: Uh, how was everybody's Easter? Great. I assume great. We're recording You're this right. before Easter, so who knows. It oh, was the best Easter I've
1: had in 2022.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> Me too. I All can right. say that with confidence, right. even great right time. now. <laughs> what a great Easter. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully. Cool. Uh, hopefully it is great. Yeah. It's also it my will have been
1: my first time being the only pastor at a church at Easter.
3: Hmm. Look at that. Yeah.
1: Be I don't know how it will go. <laughs> yeah. As of recording, Great. it's up in the air. <laughs> so we'll check back later. <laughs> yeah, results to be determined. <laughs> sure, sure, sure.
3: It's also my son's birthday yesterday. Right. Yesterday uh on Easter. So you want to sing Happy Birthday to him? I do not. He does not. He's not a listener. Okay. Mm-hmm. No offense to Happy of like Birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. Someday, he's three.
0: I mean, I feel like you could start making him listen.
3: I making a list. Mm-hmm. Just
0: was yeah. like, put it on in the car on the way home.
1: At what age does the birthday party go from being about the parents to about the kids? Not a three. Not a three? <laughs> okay. Five. Five? That's when it becomes about the kids? I think so.
0: I mean, you remember with Sophia, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, five for sure, but I couldn't really, I can't really remember three yeah. and four.
0: Four, they're still kind of like, they don't really know what's going yeah. on.
1: I feel like four, we had like, other kids intentionally at her birthday right.
3: that she knew about like she was like i want these kids there well
1: i yeah i mean they're the kids I think her class. happy they yeah. were there i want maybe a little right. bit strong but right. yeah, yeah
3: sure yeah understandable hmm. okay yeah his theme this year for his birthday is a triesta. so it's very cute three yeah. see right there that makes it about the kid <laughs> <So> <laughs> what am i supposed to do make it for the adults yeah where he takes a nap and i take a, a nap that's really what i want to
2: do so. sounds good to me <laughs> yeah. happy birthday kiddo right. <laughs> everybody's taking Everybody a nap, nap. <laughs>
3: All right, I got some news for us. Um, romance novelist who wrote <laughs> How to Murder Your Husband. That's the name of the book. It's a terrible Is it a romance novel? She's a romance novelist. I have no idea a romance <laughs> novel. <laughs> All right. Uh, is now on trial for murdering your husband. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this
0: is like that. If I did it, this is the way I would have uh-huh. done it. O.J. Simpson
2: classic. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: Yeah, yeah. The article itself is actually pretty sad, but I think oh. the, <laughs> the idea of it is just so funny. All right. Yeah. So, would you read a book, How to Murder Your Husband? Uh, Which one did she write first? Did, or do she like, wrote How to Murder Your Husband, and then she murdered? But, she murdered her husband. Well, she's accused. Allegedly, she's not, she has not been convicted. So.
1: But uh, her husband died in the same way that He's she wrote about murdered. in the book? I don't think, believe so. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> your husband's death aligns alarmingly closely right, to the right. script of your book. All I know is <laughs> if, if I'm
3: like, to my spouse who's on her computer, I'm like, what are you writing over there? <laughs> Uh, how to murder your husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I might, you know, uh, invest in some home security. You right, know? Right,
0: like, right. And not a life insurance policy. <laughs> does home
1: security do you any good if you're in the house with the person? Maybe. Yeah. You know, right. It kind of depends on the security. Maybe you invest in a divorce well, Like attorney. Your, your
0: <laughs> <It's> own, like, <laughs> nanny cam is going off like crazy while you're getting stabbed to sure. death. Like, mm-hmm. Sure. At least, At least somebody will get a <laughs>
3: notification. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Now, you know, in fairness, she did not write how to murder your husband and get away with it. So, That's like, true. Yeah. so if you're looking she, for tips, she's living this up may in not be the one to, yeah. maybe, you know, the how she's got you covered. Yeah. But if you want to not be found guilty,
0: right? Uh, you know.
1: That's someone else's department.
0: Up
3: up in the
1: air. Yeah.
0: She thought it's so overt, it's covert. Mm. <laughs> They'll <laughs> never know.
1: <laughs> sure. I guess so. It's too leave,
0: obvious. Leave it out in the open. <laughs> she's yeah. like,
1: if I was going to murder my husband, why would I write a book about it? That's right. ridiculous. Right. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was me winking suspiciously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't translate on a podcast.
0: <laughs> so we don't know whether the methods that she detailed in her book are the same methods that she used i mean to someone allegedly knows. dispatch her husband
1: we would have to read the book and then we'd have to read the stuff about the trial right probably like a lot at of least work. an
3: article about it that, I, ugh, that we know.
0: just don't have the energy for yeah yeah come on
3: yeah um yeah i, I according to this article nothing in there really suggests that um that 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 the, the book and murder have anything to do with one another except for the humor of it so
0: right so is this maybe not somebody just saying hey she wrote a book about it like that's like the obvious sort of choice
1: are like, we here to play judge and jury or are we here to laugh at a funny I'm news story saying,
0: <laughs> as a writer
1: <laughs> are you feeling <laughs> a little bit confronted i'm yeah. feeling
0: a little bit nervous yeah. yeah yeah
1: i mean just don't write a book about how to kill your husband and i think you'll be fine right.
0: i mean sure I mean so you like write my husband for not dying You so. write
1: mostly Sci-fi right mm, Fantasy
0: Well horror And horror. fantasy yeah. Horror and fantasy Yeah so you're There's good There's lots of murders In the horror Yeah but it's like There's Fantastical horrors too. Right yeah. Like
1: The likelihood of your husband Being murdered by a werewolf In real life seems not
0: we- I do not write Werewolf fiction <laughs> sir it the f- It's the first
1: type of horror That I could come up with okay. I'm just
3: <laughs> You mean like A serial killer Murdering people <laughs>
1: I went with mythical horror. <laughs> yeah. That does, you know, that could. Listen, you. I'm more afraid of being murdered by a werewolf than I am up for the serial yeah. killer. Serial killer. Or for <laughs> some reason, I can't say that yeah. word. Serial killer. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, you know, I, we probably won't keep you updated no, on this topic. No, we will not. But you know, I just think the headline is is just kind of you know chef's kiss. It's like mm-hmm. a, a perfect <laughs> storm of how to murder your husband on trial for murdering
1: Thank your you. husband. There you go.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, don't write those books. Don't do it. Yeah.
1: Elise, yeah. let this be a warning to you.
3: Okay. Fine. Or, you know, look, if you're going to murder your husband, write a book, how to make sure your husband lives a long yeah. and happy life. Right. You
2: know, <laughs> if my husband
3: was murdered, I would definitely have nothing to do with it. The right. name of my memoir. Yeah. 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 The care go. and
0: keeping of husbands.
3: <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's get into our main story. Let's do it. We're back right. in Relevant. Woo. Ooh. Oh, after a little friends. bit of an absence from our relevant friends. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Has it been like 2 weeks? Been
3: on a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We took it's a break to
0: a think break. about some things. Yes.
3: But we're back. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're back together. We just, you know, we did not write we did not do the podcast How to Murder Your Relevant uh, <laughs> yeah. Friend. Yeah. That got. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cuz we would never. We're, we're always going to come back to you relevant. That's yeah. right. All right, uh headline Five really bad reasons to leave your church. All right. Mm. Let me ask you. Have you ever left a church?
1: Yep. I mean, not in the way that they mean. Yeah. I mean, you get
0: transferred. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's like. I had you it, took another job. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I've had churches that I've like worked at and then I've gone somewhere else. Yeah. But I have not been like just a normal worshiper in a church and yeah. like peace. Except for like, I guess my church that I grew up in because eventually yeah. I moved away. But even that. You grew like, up. Yeah. I grew up.
3: you know a natural. I can't stay in my nursery church. A natural I don't mean yeah. that. Lo- <laughs> yeah. yeah. We grew apart. Yeah. So, <laughs> you did not write How to Murder Your Church book. Right. And I then leave. Elise, you have left. I have left
0: churches. Yep.
3: Yeah, okay. What was that like?
0: Um, like the first time I did it, it was pretty contentious. Um, Between the, you and the church? Yes. Uh, or Who people in Who else would church. It have been contentious
1: with?
3: Well, I, I don't know. You know, you're not the only person. You have a husband. Maybe one wants That's to true. stay, one wants to go. Right. right.
0: Well, the first time I left the church was in high school. Okay. So I did not have a husband at that point. Okay. <laughs> um, just to clarify. <laughs> right, right. Um. So that one was pretty contentious and just really like Oh, really dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, the,
3: like, so you left and like, is the church like being like, don't leave us kind of a thing? Or are well, you I, like, if I'm leaving, I'm burning this on the way down, <laughs> on the way out. Right. I'm tossing the match no. over my shoulder. Right. Yeah.
0: I kind of like that energy for me, but no, sure. it's not yeah. like that. I was oh. the one like crying on the way out the door. It oh, yeah. sort okay. of like accused me of some really stupid stuff. And wow. I already had been going to the youth group at a different church and just decided to it was time to cut okay. ties and wow. That's bounce. Terrible. Yeah. So that was, I was like 17 or 18 Yikes! when that happened. Um, that and, does
1: not seem, sound like a stupid reason to leave a church. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: hoping that that's not on the list. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to feel real Number one. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> if you've been accused of things <laughs> when you're in high school.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, the second time that I like, oh, I don't know. So like I left like the church, like Capitol Church for a little bit. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I...
1: Appropriate uh, use of Capital Church, by the way. Q, Bravo, capital, yeah. capital C uh-huh, Church.
0: Uh-huh. Um, then we were regularly going to another church, trying to get back into it. And they um, did this whole thing about <laughs> David and Bathsheba, where like Bathsheba was like this foul temptress, and it had nothing to do with David whatsoever. And she was taking a bath up on the roof. First of all, not on the roof. <sighs> besides Deep the breath. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, not doing David and Bathsheba today. <laughs> I said, I can't with yeah. this place. <laughs> so sure. we bounced from that one, too. Yeah. Okay. Then we came here.
1: Were you like committed in that place? Like, had you been like involved in stuff? For so, like a like, year. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. That's that's
1: a long time. Right. That's not like yeah. I'm
3: a visitor and I'm just testing the water. Right.
0: We went to Sunday school and everything, which yeah. I don't even really go to Sunday school here. Yes. Yeah. So, you're mean, in I'm it. More involved here than I was there, but.
1: Yeah. But not in Sunday school. But not in Sunday school. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Tell you what. Well, where's the commitment? I'm sure. just
0: afraid of hearing something about David and Bathsheba, but I can't maybe, hear maybe. At this point.
1: <laughs> Neither of our classes are talking about David and Bathsheba okay. right now. You just let me know when they yeah. start. <laughs> <That's right. Sure. laughs>
3: like you have that qualifier when you That's enter right. any classroom. <laughs> right.
1: any anybody going to talk about David and Bathsheba? Is David right. and Bathsheba <laughs> be coming up because I'm. Just I can't. It. It. I can't do it.
0: It's a real hot button topic for so, me. I just can't. <laughs> you might
1: like their uh, their take on David Bathsheba, but they might not blame Bathsheba for everything. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you were talking about it, probably it'd be fine. Sure. They don't know anybody else.
1: I mean, like, as a fellow David, I'm just saying <laughs> you're gonna defend to defend all the Davids. Right. Sure, sure.
3: All right, so let's go through. Uh, there are five reasons here. Number one, I'm not being fed, and I don't think this is this is this is not <laughs> or donuts. Right. Anything about donuts or I'm Sorry, looks. is this a
0: stupid reason to leave the church?
3: <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of a dumb reason. Right. I mean, unless well, you're I don't hungry. Know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Food is a big.
1: Deal. I mean, if they have a meal and they're like, "No, you can't eat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, no, thank you." <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think that's what they mean. Yes,
3: they are talking about a spiritual feeding. Um, uh-huh. So, spiritual so this would be food. the idea of like, that I'm manna. coming to church. Through the sermons, teaching, Sunday school, whatever, I'm not getting fed spiritually. Like, my spiritual life is not growing through the teaching of this church.
1: Maybe they're teaching that Bathsheba
3: was at fault. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> so
1: could be one example.
0: Counterpoint. That, that's not
3: being fed. That's
1: being uh, fed
3: something bad. Oh, so, right. Okay. Know.
1: So that's being fed. We don't So what do you think? What do you think about poisoning. this reason? All right. So just to clear clarify, this is they're saying that not being fed is a bad reason to leave the church. Yes. Yes. Okay. I wanted to make sure that we were What's clear. your take on this? Well, that, that's interesting because I think it's reasonable to say if you're not being fed in a particular place to consider whether or not that's the right place for right. you. Like I mean, perhaps, you know, because a lot of churches are really set up to be um, kind of what we would call seeker level churches. So they're really geared at getting people who have never known anything about Jesus or the Bible to come in and get to have that. But you might get to a point where sure. you outgrow what they're really set up to do, mm-hmm, right? You're, yeah. you're deeper in your faith and you need to move on to another, uh, another place. So, yeah, I, I think from that perspective, I see that advantage. I think sometimes, though, we leap to saying, well, I'm not being fed, as a way of really saying we're not invested in the community. Sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, sure. I, yeah. I mean, Paul is going to make that analogy in the Bible. Like, sure. we have this analogy of milk versus meat. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes we, we have to start off on milk and then yep. we get to meat. Um, and, and so, yeah, can't live on milk alone, you know. Can't. That's.
2: Or bread alone, says or bread Jesus. Alone.
3: Yes. I beg to differ. Yeah. And so I think.
1: Do you want to live on bread alone? I love bread. Oh, sure. Who doesn't we'll love bread? we about this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this. is a
0: recurring theme.
1: Garlic <laughs> bread alone. Sure. Oh,
0: yeah. Keeps the vampires away. That's
1: right. That's Everybody good. wins. Yeah. And werewolves? Does it work I, on werewolves? I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think it's silver bullets. You're still, you're
3: still into on the <laughs> yeah. werewolf thing? I'm just saying, if
1: yeah. I'm afraid of something, it's a werewolf. Sure. Wow. Sure.
0: Interesting. You need some silver bullets. place to land. Ooh,
1: that's a good idea. But then I also need a gun. I'm not crazy about that. Yeah. No, Maybe just, a slingshot just would a silver work. silver bullet. <laughs> just a silver yeah. I got this. <laughs>
3: and I'm not afraid to use you it. Just
0: like throw it at him. <laughs>
3: I'm not afraid to find a gun and wait seven days, <laughs> waiting period if need be. Sorry. But I got it. I'm ready. I got my silver bullet. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think this one's tough because like um, if you are going to just your your church in your town that you live in and you're under the leadership and preaching of a pastor there... They may or may not, your pastor may or may not be the best sermon giver you've Mm -hmm, ever heard. mm -hmm. And right now we live in a time where you can go on your iPhone and find sermons of like the pastor that is like tailor made for you. Yeah. Who has the best. From wherever. From wherever. And like listen to their archives and Mm -hmm. all those things. And to say like, well, the guy I go to or the woman I go to does not measure up to the best one out there. Yeah. If you're like, well, then I should leave. I'm like, eh that's not a very good reason. Yeah. I think th- I think that's saying like one if your involvement and engagement in the church is solely in the Sunday morning worship experience then you're already not doing yeah. enough for your church spoiler mm-hmm. alert. You need to be doing and engaged in a different way. A part of being a, at a church is not what am I getting out of this? It's what am I contributing? And mm-hmm. what am I giving to this? Not just am I being made a disciple? Am I actively part of making a disciple uh whatever that looks like it may look very different for different people so but so i do agree if you're at a church for the last year you're like i have not grown spiritually and i am invested yeah. maybe it's time to say yeah. it's time to maybe i need a different environment i need mm-hmm. new waters sure but if you're like the pastor is just not i if i'm comparing them to the best pastor for me and they're not living up well Nobody could live up. Yeah. Right. You need to go move to where that church is to go to that church to like, that's the only way that you, that pastor could possibly live up and uh, maybe uh, don't meet your heroes. I think, yep. you know. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number two, it's getting too big. Ooh. I think we're just talking about the church, you know. Yeah. So what do we think of this is kind of the reason to leave a church?
1: As someone who has spent a good bit of time in larger churches, I think this is a silly reason to leave a church. Yeah. But I, I like I understand like the transition point is really hard because you go from a, a small community where everybody knows everybody, where you have a direct relationship with the pastor, where you know if I go to the hospital, mm-hmm. that pastor is going to be there at my bedside. You know they're going to be there for every mm-hmm. committee meeting, every you know worship thing that you do. Uh, and as a community starts to grow, that's just not feasible. And suddenly you sure. don't feel like you have that same connection to the pastor. You don't feel like you have that same connection to other people who are coming into the community. And so you feel like you're losing your church. When in yeah. fact... it, it If it's being done well, uh, in fact, it's an expansion of the kingdom of God. And it should be something that we rejoice over, but it puts a lot of strain on the people who have been there for a long time. So I really understand it, but I do think it's a a bad reason to leave the church.
0: I feel like what I'm going to feel at the end of this is that any one of these reasons by itself is a bad reason, but Mm -hmm. combined together, they start to make more sense. Sure, sure. I think Mm -hmm. anytime you can multiply
1: the reasons. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because if if your church... sorry. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, I want to go. Like if your church is expanding to a certain point and then on top of that, you're feeling like you're not able to have any spiritual Mm inputs.
3: Like together,
0: those two things I think would be like, it's time to leave.
3: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a very real thing. So I'm going to be honest. At Lord of Life, our church, Mm -hmm. and this is not under Pastor David's leadership as senior pastor. Because
1: that's only been like five months. So
0: (laughs) so we can't really blame. But I I have been in
3: meetings where people have said, Ask the question, do we want to grow as a church? Yeah. And I have never taken that. (laughs) (laughs) That stinks. I have always bucked up against that too. And this is almost always from lay people, never from like staff members. But like really, sometimes sometimes have to come at people and be like, what are you saying? Like listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth.
0: More money in the offering plate.
3: Well, that's sometimes what people want. That's how people grow so we get more money. But we do not want to grow at all. Like, we came to this church because it was this size and we wanted to stay this size. And I definitely have said, that's not how the kingdom of God works. Mm-hmm. Like That's yeah. not how this is going to work. Like, uh, churches, they grow or they die, they don't remain stagnant. Like, yep. That is not how churches work. Like, uh, so if you're looking for a static church, you're looking for a dying church. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what you're looking for. Um, but, uh, that's not how it's supposed to work. You know, things, things are supposed to change and things like that. I get at a church with multiple services. Sometimes we have, it's seemingly multiple church that uses one building because mm-hmm. you're going to go to one service mm-hmm. and you're really not going to know the people that go to the other service and sometimes there's going to be an event and you're going to look at somebody and be like, oh, are you new here? And they'd be like, I've been here nine months. And you're like, look
1: at that. Yeah. Or nine years. Yeah. Oh, well, yep. yep. I and, was
0: like, I have never met probably half the people that go here.
3: Yeah, and that's because you have one service you go to and that yep. leads you to one from one group of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. I mean, as churches grow, that is part of it. And so in that bigness that you get when this happens, um, you know, churches should find ways to equip you for some smallness uh, through community groups, through small group, through Bible study, through uh, events that have you have that face-to-face connection with other people. Um, So I, I don't think a church is called to grow to thousands of members where you come, you worship anonymously, and then you just peace out and never have a a connection with another human being there
1: a church is not called to be a stadium full of people that don't know any connection beyond the hour that they're all together Mm -hmm. sure you know you you go into a stadium uh, for a football game for a college football game right you're instantly united with 100,000 120,000 other fans who are all shouting, cheering, doing all the same things you are and you are one community and the game is over and you disperse and you never see those people again. That mm-hmm. is not what the church is called to do. Yeah. We are perhaps called to come together and and be united with people that we never knew uh in in this kind of shared unity around the cross, but uh we're also called to be a community beyond that space. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the church is sub- It's supposed to be at its best a holistic experience, right? Mm -hmm. Where you are a vital part of that and that you contribute and you receive and all that. And I don't know that you can really do that in a church that's massive or some people can. Probably a handful of people can participate to that capacity and everybody else just sort of passively... I think the churches that do it, it. I think the churches that do it really well
1: allow space for people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that one of the advantages of churches as they begin to grow is that there's more space for people to be at the level that's appropriate for them. Because some people, right? You know, we talked about that kind of seeker uh, place. Some people are just towing the water and need a place where they can come in anonymously honestly and experience worship and leave. And that can be okay. Sure. Um, because they need a the space to, to heal from a past traumatic experience. They mm-hmm. need a space to say, is this really a community where I'm safe and comfortable and that's all right. Um, but then there are opportunities because you have the capacity. There are opportunities for people to step into, Oh, I want to be involved in in this ministry or I want to be uh, connected to this, or I want to step into this uh, Sunday school opportunity. Right. Yeah. And and so those opportunities exist for deeper investment, um, as you get more, uh, more connected to the community. I think that's <laughs> an advantage versus like a small community, right? Uh, you have a small community, you need all hands on deck all the time. And there's not necessarily room for somebody to come in and be like, I really just want to sit and be for a little while. Well, you know, we don't have time for that because, you know, we need to, <laughs> we need to elect you to cancel. Stu- <laughs> we got stuff we got to yeah. do, right? We got things, you know, we need yeah. things to happen. And so that can be a real tough, yeah. tough pull in both directions there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nobody wants to go into a church, especially if you're healing and feel like all eyes are on me, sure. like, yeah. like everybody knows I'm the outsider mm-hmm. and everyone's like awkwardly smiling at me and then people come up and ask me to volunteer in the Sunday school yeah. room, like yeah. the first and I've just got there, Yeah, you know, like that, you know, that can feel kind of odd. Yeah. Okay,
1: And I would just add like, you know, growth of the church isn't just about numbers either, right? You know, the, the growth is a discipleship mentality of how are, how are we as a community growing in our faith? As that happens, I believe the community becomes more attractive to people who are not a part of it. Because mm-hmm. as you become the community that follows Jesus, other people say, well, that's different. And why is that? And how do I become a part of that? Because that seems like that matters to you. Yeah. And that results in the kind of organic growth that Jesus talks yeah. about. Yeah. The baptizing of all nations, if you will. Okay.
3: Number three. I don't agree with everything that is being preached.
1: I've got a, a scowl on my face <laughs> in case our <laughs> listeners can't see that. <laughs> okay
3: like is this like for this reason or uh
1: yeah because i think that if you you,
0: agree with everything that's being preached (laughs) no
1: if you leave a congregation because you don't agree with everything that's being preached (laughs) you you're you're missing the point like again i would i would share with elise right if if this is one reason of many like okay Mm -hmm. maybe this is something that piles up Mm -hmm. but if this is your sole reason of i heard a sermon i didn't agree with i heard a, a single teaching that i didn't agree with right yeah uh you know maybe maybe the teaching is so horrendous or so off base, then yeah, you should get out of right, there. Right. If it's I'll, super egregious. Right. We'll you know, if we, if we lay out there, hey, this Bathsheba, totally her fault. David didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I would leave that church too. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but if you, what do you think about other things? Right. Exactly. But if you come to church and you're like, mm, I don't yeah. like, I don't like his take on or her take on that. I don't, I don't like the way they quoted okay. Jesus about this. Uh where i yeah, I don't feel like that lines up with my political thoughts or whatever you know, whatever yeah. that, that challenge might be if that's your sole reason for leaving mm-hmm. nope, yep.
3: yeah, yeah, a hundred percent I think um there are there are definitely things that if I walked into a building on the first day and they were teaching or producing something, I would be like i'm out of here, yeah, and I'm never looking back like mm-hmm. that's that is a reality um, and positive David, you mentioned a few of those yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, if well, I walked in highlight of Political idealism from the pulpit, like not interested. Yeah, not yeah. In, not into doing this, um, and and things that are outright heresy or, or you know things sure. like that. Sure, um, Walk in worship Beelzebub. Yeah. What, what's, yeah. what's, what's that, the name of this church again? Sound, right? <laughs> yeah. Hold on a sec. <laughs> but you're going to disagree with your pastor. Yeah, this yeah. is a given. Uh, You're going to disagree with the Sunday school teacher. You're going to disagree with the youth group leader because you're different human beings. Yeah. Like you're going to see the world differently. Uh, And so if the expectation is everyone at this church has the same worldview and the same opinion on everything as me, you're going to find yourself in a church of one very Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. You don't even have that in your own family. Right. The people you've chosen to marry and live your life with. So, uh, <clears throat> how are you going to find that at a church?
1: Yeah, I will say, right, you know, disagreement. Like you said, Patrick, right? It's a, it is an important part of of the community. Uh, one of the things that I think has been helpful for me and this is something that a colleague mentioned. I think I may have said it on the podcast before, right? When people come to me and say, "Like, I really disagreed with what you said in the sermon," step one is always to find out what they heard me say. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes yeah. what they heard me say that they disagree with are not the words that came out of my mouth. But yeah. there's interpretation that happens, right? Sure. Just as I'm interpreting, er, interpreting? <laughs> interpreting scripture, right? You are interpreting the words that I, I'm speaking. And so often in the disagreement, that's where the spirit is at work. Yeah. And maybe the spirit's at work for you. Maybe the spirit's at work for the pastor, right? Maybe, you're, maybe you come to the pastor and say, hey, I'm I really am not sure I agree with this thing that you said. And here's why. And maybe that's an opportunity for the pastor to have the spirit uh, be working on on him or her as well. Him or her. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so the the disagreement is important. It's valuable. Mm -hmm. That was the point of that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and so I think um, when it comes to, um, you know, if you're a member of a church, if you have a list of, like, these are my deal breakers, Mm -hmm. just like in a relationship, these are my deal breakers of, like, these five things. If we're aligned on these five things, we're good. And the other secondary issues, you know, I'm just going to have to to explore in Christian charity and say... Hey, you know what, we 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 disagree on these things, we're not lined up, um, and that's okay. Yeah, you know
1: man. what's your oh no no list?
3: Oh, oh that's a good question. All right. Yeah. What what are what is my my, my church deal breaker? So I mentioned oh, one like political ideology from mm-hmm. the pulpit mm-hmm. is number one. Uh and I'll be honest, like every everybody's gonna say that, but I'll be honest. If it's politics that kind of align with my worldview, it's not as much of a deal breaker than, sure, uh, than yeah. politics that I disagree with from my worldview. I will be honest; like that is, um that's there, that's present. It's with sure, self
0: awareness. That yeah. that
3: that's easier, or that's or it's harder to spot right. when that's there.
1: Hmm. Are we Are we answering this question? Or are we going? Well, around? you asked it, so are we? I asked, this asked it rhetorically. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> sure.
0: Do you? What's yours? What's your oh no
3: no?
1: Well, I don't know. I work in the church. So right. Yeah. So yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, my other one. I mean, spiritually, as obviously Christ crucified. If if uh, if a church is engaging or exploring, like here are ways to grow in faith that do not include Jesus, then um, not interested.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I would say fundamentalism for me is a red flag. Sure, potentially deal breaker. Probably har- deal breaker. Can be hard right? to identify. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this is. I don't know, this seems uh, middle school, but I think a lot of other things feed off of it, and uh, how we understand scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and is or do we look at scripture and say, uh, this is the inerrant word of God, or do we look at scripture and say, this is a breathed and living document where the mm-hmm. spirit continues to move through it? Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of other pieces fall out of that.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that one too. These are all good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm adding these to my own no-no list. There you go. <laughs> all right.
1: Mark it down, listeners. Right. That's, all right, what do we got? Number four, seven? Number four. Ten? Number four. I don't, I I don't think, know how to number count. Number
3: four and number two are, are very similar. Okay. okay. Uh,
1: my I don't need, remember what number two was. I'm not, be, uh, I'm number not being one. fed. Oh, right. Right. Not that was number to one. Not
0: invited the potluck.
3: Number one. Number, that was number two. Number four and number one. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: so no, I'm not, not being, being fed. Not being fed. Okay. okay. Yeah.
3: My needs aren't being met.
1: Hmm. I can see how it's distinguished from number from the not being fed. But yeah. they're similar. Yeah, they're yeah similar. they are similar. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the question here would be, what needs are you expecting the congregation or the community to meet? Because yeah. um, some of those needs might not be reasonable. Right? right. I mean, not every community can do everything. And so if you're you know, going to a community that's really focused on, I don't know, I've got no good examples right now. Sure.
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's sort of like your spouse, too, right? Sure. Like Don't expect them to complete you, but you can expect them to be your partner.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'll be honest. We've had people join our church from other surrounding churches. And one of the needs that they were not being met is my kid is not plugged in there. Sure. That's a need that we as a family have, or there's no kids their age there. And we want them to grow up with Christian friends connected in a youth program. And we're not getting that. So that's a need we have. It's not being met. We have to seek out. Something else. What do you think? Is that a valid reason or or not?
1: Man, I struggle with this one because I completely understand that desire. You know, Mm -hmm. and there are times when I wish that growing up I had been a part of a community with a larger youth group where we're more connected. Um, But I also really see the value in saying we're a part of a community and we want our kid to see what it means to be invested in a community um and, and build something for them there and, and build something as a family for them there, right? And it's not to say like, oh, well, if you don't have your need being met, you just need to go and meet it yourself and mm-hmm. you know, what Yeah. But like, you know, just as many people that have come to Lord of Life saying, Hey, we weren't having our need met elsewhere, we've had just as many kids go somewhere else because sure. they said they weren't having their need met here, right? So it's not like it's not like the size of the program is always what's right. at the heart of it. Yeah. Um and, and I don't know. It's just it's tough. Sure. I, yeah.
3: we, we've we had families tell me that their needs weren't being met here without engaging in anything we did. Yeah. So I'm like, well, <laughs> right. well, I was doing stuff, They didn't. you you and your family weren't in, involved in it and then you say your needs weren't being met. I mean, someone's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do then. Right. Yeah. I don't know what I could have done differently. We were doing stuff right. Like, uh, and
1: you weren't here. So right. I don't, I don't yeah. know what to tell you.
0: I feel like yeah. it can be a valid reason. I think sure. it's often just an excuse though. Yeah.
1: Again, but, paired with other things. Right. Then I get
0: it.
3: Yeah, for sure. Like the point of being a part of a Christian community is not what am I getting out of this deal? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, if, if that's the sole understanding or focus of like, is this good for me? Then I think you have a skewed version of how church works. Yeah. But if you're work- going to a church and all it feels like is, is it good for everyone else and not me? Right. You know, mm-hmm. then I think maybe you're at a place where, uh, your needs are not being met. Yeah. And like that, that is the thing. Cause you know, we don't want to, an abusive situation where you're constantly asked to give and nothing is given back. Yeah. You know, yeah. so
1: in that sense, like, right. I think this is something I've not had to think about what it would mean for me to go to a church just as a normal person. Right. That yeah. has not been a, a thought pattern that I've had. Um, but I think that for me, if I could align with the theology that was being put down, right. If I, if I knew like, okay, you know, we're going to have our disagreements and things like that, but at its core, we are moving the same direction as far as theology. I could find myself not having my own worship preferences, my own Sunday school preferences, et cetera, met, as long as I'm part of that community. And I'm not sure that all of us find ourselves there. And and that's okay. Like, it's a a journey. This isn't saying, like, oh, I'm, you know, this is what you need to set or strive for. Uh, But I think we need to think about uh, how we invest in a community and say we're a part of this community, not because I'm getting something out of it, but because of how we are a part of this community and what this community Mm -hmm. can do together. Do I align with this community um, and I'm just choosing not to be invested in it or I'm, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think for me as like a lay person attending church, the way that I sort of approach it in my head is I believe this. Therefore I do my best to participate in that community Sure, and not, you know, I have specific needs that I'm going to show up here Mm -hmm. for. You know, part of that is that some of those spiritual needs are being met, but it's more that I feel like it is beneficial for me and everybody if I participate. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, It's tough. You know, if the church is shrinking and uh, it's an elderly population that's dying out and you're a young family, you know, I understand, like, I don't necessarily want to go down with the ship. You know, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, we
1: we also need to be less precious about our congregations in those contexts like it's okay for congregations to be aging yeah. and to say okay this has been a good ministry for a long period of time how can we bless some other ministry that's going to grow like sure we have to be less precious about our history mm-hmm. as well
3: yeah all right last one unresolved
1: conflict
0: Ooh, some Unre- drama <laughs>
1: unresolved conflict is a bad reason to do anything mm-hmm. because that means you haven't taken the time to resolve it yeah yeah. Check out my mic while my DJ revolves it.
3: <laughs> that's not how that goes. I mean, that is how that line right, goes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, unresolved conflict, mm-hmm. meaning, yeah, we have not sought out ways to find peace and comfort. Now, resolved conflict that resulted in you leaving and walking away, mm-hmm. right. that's fine. That's yeah. very reasonable. Yeah. But an unresolved conflict, yeah, that's saying maybe you should seek out a way to figure out can we can we move past this together
1: yeah and so i guess maybe the clarification is not just unresolved but unaddressed conflict because <laughs> you could have conflict that you have addressed and does not reach a resolution yeah sure that makes sense if, if you've done the work of addressing it and it just didn't reach a resolution and it because and it's time to go like that yeah i understand that but if it's unresolved because you have not taken the time to address the issue or to have honest conversation about it
3: yeah for sure Yeah, I think this is uh, one of those ones that I understand and I agree with to a point. (laughs) You know, if it is a situation where a staff person or a high up person in the congregation has engaged in uh, abuse of some form, whether financial or sexual or emotional, and the church wants to sweep that under the rug, I personally would be like, I'm out. Right. Like, yeah, right. Not Absolutely. interested in being a part of this. I have no desire to do this. Even if I liked that person or even if that person gave me a lot of good spiritual, uh, you know, a lot of great spiritual feeding over their time here, not interested. You know, like yeah. that is a conflict that- Well, that
1: feels more unaddressed than just unresolved to me.
3: Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're a lay person, you might feel like, what can I do? Yeah. I'm just a person who's right. here- The people who could do something have chosen to handle the situation this way, cannot do it. Yeah, like and I just like and and I think that's totally fine. Um, Now unresolved conflict over what I would consider relatively minor stuff like time of worship, Mm -hmm. style of (laughs) worship, um, you know, um,
1: mask preferences during COVID,
3: mask yes, mask Mm -hmm. that that may be. Let's figure these things out and let's let's yep. try to find some resolution together. Uh, but that is not a big enough reason for me to just like deuces and walk out the door yeah. without trying to resolve something. Yeah. But uh but I think there there are messy parts of the church that I think sometimes people's walking out the door is very reasonable. Yeah. Especially related mm-hmm. to some of these very messy,
1: messy parts. Yeah. Hopefully none of these are reasons that our listeners are thinking of leaving their congregations. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I think if you are le- thinking of leaving these con- your congregation over these things, my hope is you talk to somebody who has power in that congregation. Yeah. And yeah, if you talk to a leader. If it's not the senior pastor, it's an elder, it's a staff person, it's somebody who has a real, you know, again, a real power there to help address this and also yeah. to help you find a better community for you. Yeah. Like if you're at a place where you're like, this can no longer work for me and my family. My hope is the church wishes you well as you go to somewhere else and not in bitterness and anger that it's a messy, ugly divorce, but it's a one that's mutually beneficial mm-hmm. that says, hey, clearly what we're doing and what you want are no longer aligned. Mm-hmm. We want you to have some place that works for you.
1: Absolutely. Help,
3: how can we help you find that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, matters. It does. Yeah. Word. All right, so these are five uh, bad reasons mm-hmm. to leave the church. Any other bad reasons?
1: Oh, I'm sure there are.
0: Yeah, probably a ton. But yeah. they've got
1: the list. They've
3: got the list. Or any, yeah. any that you've heard where people left a church over a bad reason?
1: I mean, I'm sure there were all good reasons in their <laughs> head, so I feel a little bit bad <laughs> yeah. passing judgment on them. Sure. Um, yeah, and I and frankly, I think most of the ones that I hear center on one of these, right? You know, disagreement, uh, unresolved mm-hmm. conflict, yeah, being um, not being fed. Yeah. They all kind of fit into those yeah. categories as far as I can think.
3: Sure. Yeah. Usually that's uh, that's kind of where most mm-hmm. people find themselves, you know, in a branch off one of these things, even if they don't yeah. say this exact verbiage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's like worship preference, but that kind of goes back to like being fed or you know, mm-hmm. having your need met. Sometimes it goes back to like a scheduling conflict or something like that, or, mm-hmm. or we're leaving our church because, mm-hmm. you know, our kid has soccer practice on Sundays or whatever. Like, well, that's not all right. Yeah. So sure. those things seem yeah. silly to me, but.
3: I mean, I have people say in other churches I've worked for they were going to leave because there was a drummer.
2: There was and, a drummer. Like, okay. Well, there was Hard a drummer. line. Yeah.
3: no drummers. A drummer in the church, I'm
1: out. Yeah. I mean, yep.
2: okay,
0: you know, like Satan's rhythms. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and I, yeah. For me, that feeds into like your needs being met, you know are your needs being met or not. It's where it kind of falls into that category.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd say apparently
1: okay. their need to not have a drummer was not being met. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's very generous of you to say that with a straight face. I'm not face. saying that it was
1: a good need. I'm just <laughs> right. saying that's the category I would put it in. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. You know. Uh, all right. Well. You know. Cool. That's cool, If, cool. if, if, if be coming to a church for 40 years and that's the reason to walk out the door. Yeah. I don't know what
0: to tell you. There's got to be other reasons at that point. Like yeah. I do not believe that it's just the drummer. Yeah. It's
3: never just the drummer.
0: It's
1: never about the coffee cup.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Marna.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Marna earlier. Sure. Yep.
3: Or are there any reasons we've we haven't really touched on that are a good reason to leave your congregation? Racism. Yeah. Like homophobia.
1: <laughs> Throwing them out there. Couple right. <laughs> so well, that come to mind. Think unhealthy leadership. Yeah. I sure. think uh bad theology or theology that doesn't align with uh your vision of uh, of what God is doing in your life. Uh you know
0: Abusive power dynamics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, even just like unhealthy leadership, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't even have to be abusive, just unhealthy leadership I think yeah. can be a reasonable thing to say this is yeah. not a good place. Or if there's something, you know, if it's not a good environment for your your family uh, yeah. to be raised. Whatever that might be. Like, like just not having the program you desire exactly the way you want it to be might not be that reason, but if there's a program you're like this isn't this isn't right. This isn't yeah. what my kids need to be a part yeah. of. Yeah.
3: I think those are all reasonable things yeah. to, to leave a church and to say, you know, it's time for us to move on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, prayerfully considering and, you know, new opportunities open up. Those might be also a yeah. really good reason. So, yeah. Sometimes uh, you move.
2: Yeah.
1: That's okay. Sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you move and all of a sudden your church commute was 5 minutes away and now it's an hour and a half away. Yeah, that's yep. a good reason. Like yeah, yeah. that's even if you could say I love that church and we were part of it for a long time, but you know what? That's too long. That's yeah.
1: Yeah. 5 to 15 less of a good reason. <laughs> sure. Five to an hour and a half, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah,
3: you know, that's that's no find something where you live. Yeah, you know, like you that's go. okay. That's yeah. okay.
1: Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you liked this episode, uh, as we move into this Easter season, we hope that you'll share this along with all of our episodes uh, with your friends and family. You can find us at com, And of course, you can uh, send us your thoughts on why you've left churches in the past or why you think people should leave a church uh, at beyondsundaypodcast at com. All
3: right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday. Happy Easter.
2: It is, well, it's
3: Easter season. <laughs> it's, yeah. Easter oh season. Oh, my goodness. Seven
2: weeks of Easter. Is this like Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> even <handle> longer <laughs> than Christmas. <laughs>
3: See our podcast
2: from last week. No! <laughs> <laughs>